You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Yes, you're right. This isn't John. This is Chris, back hosting for the first time this season and for the second week in a row I'm on the podcast. Uh, John can't make it this week, but just to confuse matters, here's John. How you doing? Evening, how you doing, Chris? I'm good, Plex. Uh, it's uh, nice to have you on again. Yeah, thanks very much. It's weird um, John not being on, um, but I think he's been whisked away for Valentine's. Yeah, um, where, where did he get whisked away? Uh, Aberdeen? <laughs> I think so. I couldn't have got any better. Um, whereas I think Craig's been whisked away by Mr K Miller. <laughs> His Valentine, you mean? Aye, <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> oh, we, we've we've done the the, the time away already. Just a, a weekend there, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm free on Monday night. So work. Uh, well, I'll start off at the the bad news, which is just uh, the habitual bad news of the charity bet. Uh, we had Liam Buchanan as first goal scorer in a game that finished goalless. Um, the, the 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 treble wasn't too bad. Uh, our both won. Dundee come on up, was both teams to score but Forford blew it by drawing my Elgin. So uh, that was uh, about as close as you can get to winning the charity bet without actually winning it. No such luck there, but in the podcast, we'll have a few more games to pick from. Since, uh, yeah. um, because it was Scottish Cup weekend. Uh, the fifth round, the last 16, whatever way you want to look at. Um, so we may as well start at the top uh, on Saturday lunchtime kick-off at Celtic Park. Uh, bogey team, maybe? In the cup, <laughs> no. I, I, in the cup, certainly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, prior to the, the weekend, there was six games in the Scottish Cup between Celtic and Inverness, and Inverness had won three of them, um, including the only other time that had been played at Celtic Park, the infamous game in two thousand, uh, and, and the, the the most recent one, the, the game at Hamden. So uh, Inverness, also being the team that the only, the only team in Scotland to have taken anything off Celtic this season, may have fancied their chances. It didn't really pan out when I had them. No, it was um, just a tad one-sided. Uh, almost, I, I saw the highlights later on sports scene, but uh, uh, every time Celtic went forward, they just looked like they were going to score it well. And it was six going on about 12, if I'm being honest looking at it. It was just so one-sided. Inverness were nowhere in the game at all. Um, tried hatchet man tactics to try and um, slow you down, but yeah. all it did was hurt a wounded animal. So speak. Yeah, I think there was a period in the game they were taking it in turns to pick up bookings. That was the way it looked to me. Um, but you're right, it was a, it never really looked like going any, any way other than the Celtic, which I was absolutely relieved for because it was my first game of the season and I thought if, any, if, if, if this doesn't work out with a Celtic win, I will never, ever get back into Celtic Park again. So I was, I, I, must have been, uh, I went from being relieved to really enjoying the game actually because by the time what, the first and sixth goals goes in, I was jumping. Um, it's 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 been a while since I've been to a Celtic game, and I, I came out of that game thinking I really have to go again soon because I really enjoyed it. It's, it's amazing how much you realise it when you you miss it, only when you get there again. I mean, for the last few months I've been going, ah, I'm not really that bored. It's fine. I'm used to not going now, but then you go along and you go, eh, okay, I really enjoyed that. Can I go next week? Would you mean no? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the joy of um, having 
having kids, isn't it, Chris? Ah, yeah, just sure. to go over your life. Um, no, I'm dying to get to a Don's game again at some point. Um, but hopefully that'll be soon. But going back to your game, um, you could say you were a lucky charm, but then again, there's about 56,000 other lucky charms this season for Celtic. That's that, aye. To focus on the actual action on the park, I must admit, I thought Beaton had overhit the pass for the first goal. Um, but I, I, actually, I watched I watched the the highlights on Saturday night, which is a novelty in itself. Um, and I th- I still think Beaton over at the pass. It's Lustig's first touch that brings it out of the air. It's he stretches for it and just gets, and it's a it's a wonderful first touch, and that's what makes it. Maybe a bit of suspect for the goalkeeper. Should they commit got it? Yeah, well, someone who normal plays in goals, albeit seven aside level. Um, I would be very critical of the goalkeeper. I- Good goalkeeper for me would come out and punch that clear or um, take everything um, to make sure, or go through everything to make sure he gets the ball. But that ball, when Lustig's controlled it, was on the six yard line. No, yeah. I'd be questioned why is the keeper not out for it? It's a great touch by Lustig. I mean, that's a couple of weeks where he's added a bit of flair to his, um, to his game that we never knew he had. I mean, I've always rated Lustig as a solid enough defender, steady, but nothing spectacular. But that touch was immense and then a lovely little finish to. To finish it off. Yeah. And um, the second goal was maybe a bit fortuitous it went through the keeper. Again, is the keeper suspect there or is he just unlock? Oh, very suspect. I think it was dreadful goalkeeper, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but Fonville has played was the reason why Celtic don't have a 100% record. You know, we look back yeah. at that game at Cal- Caledonian Stadium, whatever it's called these days. But no, that second goal was shocking, the one he lost. And he's not really been hitting the heights as he did that previous game in September I don't think No, he, he, he played well against Rangers when they went up there and up to Inverness I remember that, mm-hmm. um, I think it was Kenny Moore got the only goal of the game um, yeah. but other than that, no he hasn't quite played that day so. yeah. he's, he's not been helped by what's in front of him, mind you, because in, I mean, Inverness have lost the most goals in the league and they're bottom for a reason so that's something that they really badly need to sort out if they're going to have any chance of staying up Yeah, and I don't think I can fault him for any of the other goals in the game. I mean, the third goal, uh, the was a bit unlucky actually because I was crying for a penalty at the time, but I've seen it back and <laughs> it's a good challenge. But it breaks to Dembele and Dembele finishes it. Um, mm-hmm. Then like goals four and five are basically the same thing twice. <laughs> Forrest <laughs> gets to the byline and plays a, a, a nice ball across for someone to head into the goal. Uh, the fourth goal, it's Dembele's hat-trick, his, his second hat-trick in the two games. That's him. He's the first Celtic player to score back-to-back hat tricks since Henrik Larson in 1999. Um, I was looking this up earlier. Three hat tricks in a row has only ever been done once, and it goes back to Jimmy McGrory in 1928, where he had a 3-1-1 against Queen's Park in January the 3rd, where he scored all three goals. We had a 3-1-1 against Falkirk on the 7th of January, where he scored all three goals. We then had a 9-0 win against Dunfermline, where, get this, McGrory scored eight of them. Oh, dear me. So, really, he class it as four hat-tricks? Uh, and a double? Uh, four and a bat, aye. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear me. If, um, I, I mean, if, if, if the Bella fancies doing that against Mother over the weekend, that would certainly be an interesting day. Um, I don't really see him getting eight, but... Um, it's, it's certainly it's a record to be had. It's uh, yeah. a, a third hat trick would be would be some going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I must say for Forrest, um, 
I think if it wasn't for Dembele, he would have been man of the match because yeah. he looked back to the form he showed earlier in the season. He was get, there was a lot of room. I don't know where Inverness left back was half the time, but you know, it's the final ball which he's normally criticised for. He you know put them in a plate for Dembele and then Tierney for his goal. Yeah. He should have scored one himself. He should have. Maybe that's why he didn't get man of the match, because that miss is a pumpkin miss. Oh, it's terrible. It reminded me of the one he missed for Scotland at Wembley. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You suppose yeah. he afford to do that when you're five up. Aye, aye. It's, it's fair enough at that point in the game, but mm-hmm. not at Wembley, no. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I shouldn't have brought it up for myself. <laughs> it's been back painful memories. Yeah. And then, like, towards the end of the game, we brought Chief G on. Um, just to, I don't know, I think we'll woke up at that point he did he was unlucky because there was a foot stopped the ball getting through to him and he could have made it six but all that foot did was play it straight to cut Scott Brown who fired it into the top corner um, <laughs> so yeah 6-0 Celtic into the next round and and that was the start of the weekend so um, let's move on to the other games on Saturday and we'll start off with your game let's go up to Dingwall and what was probably one of the more entertaining games of the, the round yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people thinking that that should have been one of the picks for um, TV, um, but I suppose the three o'clock kickoff was actually a good thing for more fans getting to the game, so I wasn't there too was bothered. An outstanding uh, turnout for the Aberdeen fans, I thought. Yeah. Two and a half thousand out of the yeah. four thousand eight hundred or so that went to the game. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the kind of turnout you get for like Celtic Rangers going up to Dingwall. They just mm-hmm. filled that entire stand and a bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've always had a good away support, Chris, um, but I think the fact it was the cup weekend as well just yeah. made people more desperate to go. Um, but for what I can only go with what I saw in the highlights, but um, it was mainly one way traffic. I think there's no doubt we deserve to win the game if it wasn't for Scott Fox. Um, you know, we, we would have been looking at a replay this or next week, but um, fortunately, pardon the pun, he was outfoxed by a little deflection in the last <laughs> couple of minutes. Yeah. Had to get in that in there somewhere, but um, yeah, it was just a relief to get through because I think out with Celtic and Rangers and maybe Hearts, that was probably the toughest time we could have got. Because yeah, we have a terrible record up there. It's not so, an easy place to go. Um, and certainly Rangers have, have played Ross County three times this season and haven't beat them yet. Uh, so, I mean, that's a, it shows the, the kind of difficulty they can have. And even when, when Celtic were up and down well earlier this season, it was a case of. I mean, it finished 4-0, but it was never a 4-0 game because it was 1-0 for a long period of time. There was a lot of work in what the Celtic had in that game and it was only after the subs get made and three to four goals came in the last sort of five minutes of the game. So it was, right. it was a really tough game up for Celtic. Aye, they're, they're a stuffy team, Ross. I mean, Jim McIntyre's really got something out of them. But I think before the weekend, we'd only beaten them twice since they came up in the top flight up in Dingwall. Um, most of our ones against have come at so you know we were just delighted to get through. Um, you know, it didn't matter how it came. Um, I've always used the expression: um, it doesn't matter if it goes in off the referee's backside, but it went off the opponent's backside. So um, in a round, <laughs> so we <away>, <laughs> um, it worked. But yeah, um, delighted to get through, and uh, you know, um, happy days. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's about in cup football. It's uh... Getting through to the next round, whatever uh, it takes to do it. A 1 0 scrappy deflection, we'll take, we'll, you'll take it any day of the week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there, there was a bit of question as to whether, um, is it Chow? Should have got a second yellow card in the game? Aye, there was, I mean, he had a couple of little challenges. Um, I think if he hadn't been on a booking, 
he would have got he would have got one there for the second one that um, that was featured in sports scene, and then McIntyre did the right thing, taking him off at half time. Um, otherwise, they would have been down to ten men. But there was a little incident that sports scene tried to focus on on John Lewis's challenge. Um, I don't know if I'm being a wee bit red tinted with the spectacles when I see it. I think he gets the ball first, um, gets it away, and his foot falls through, which makes it worse than what it actually is. But I can kind of understand why some, given some of the tackles that Scott McDonald's recently um, can understand why people might have thought he was a lucky boy not to maybe get a booking uh, Yeah, I think there was a lot of if he played for Mullerwell he'd have been sent off for that kind of talk uh, <laughs> yeah, but, scene. but I would tend to agree with you I, I think it was, a, it was it was a natural challenge I think the, the foot that did catch the, the attacker was more of a case of he'd played the ball already and that was part of the the natural progression of the, the the challenge. I don't. I, I I think it was the right decision. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that's not just because he plays for Aberdeen, but it's the fact that his foot was already up, having kicked the ball. Where else yeah. is his foot going to go? Yeah, he can't. He can't just <laughs> drop it straight away. It's not. That's not how football works. So no. I think um, he was entitled to go for it. I don't think there was any question there. I don't think he did anything notably dangerous to do it. So no. the fact he caught him is just it's a shame, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything in it, so I think the referee got that one right. Yeah, exactly. I think a couple of Ross County players would have just been desperate to get an advantage, but then most we would have been the same oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other way. So that's exactly. you, you, if, if that's against your team, you claim for it, of course you do. But no, nah, I think the referee was right in that. We'll give him the, we'll give him that decision. Yeah, um, Possible shock of the day: St. Johnson Partick Thistle. Is it the shock because that's now four wins in a row that Partick Thistle have had at McDermott Park? Really, I didn't actually know that stuff. Um, I wouldn't say there was any shocks, to be honest. Um, I fancy Thistle because there was, I think, the, the two games early in the season, or three games, so I think Johnson have won away at Partick and Partick won the, the earlier game between the two at McDermott. I just had a feeling that Partick are due a little cup run and, no, they've obviously got that win and it's a good goal that won it from Adam Barton. He's been a... A decent signing for them. Um, the t- type of team this, like they play good football, they're always in the front foot, but they've lacked a bit of a killer instinct, which is why um, they haven't scored as many goals as you know as a play deserves. I mean, certainly when they played us um, last week in the league, they could have easily had a couple of goals. And that game possibly should have took some from it. Um, but they obviously did enough to, to earn the victory. It's a very good one going to St. Johnson, wasn't it? Mm. I think I, I agree. I don't think there was anything in the way of real shock in the, the any of the eight ties, but I think that's the closest I would I would have suggested because I mean St Johnson are a good team. They were mm-hmm. um, well, they were on the wrong end of the Celtic last week, but um, they, they are the kind of team that caused Celtic trouble. And if they cause Celtic trouble, you can cause anybody trouble. No, definitely. So, uh, but... Yeah, I think I think like they, they got their bogey team in this, this round. And, uh, Hi, so. I think they've they've not. Um, done as well at home this season. They've had a couple of defeats. Like Partick have mentioned they also lost to. Um, it was one of the ones in the charity bet that let us down. We had St Johnson. They lost. Um, Maybe in Hamilton or something like that early in the season. I can't remember now. Uh, it was Ross County actually. Sorry. Well, I mean, just um, our fault there if we put it in a charity bet. Probably our fault. <laughs> aye, right enough. Um, I think the closest thing to the shot this weekend was Clay getting a draw here, and they very nearly got a victory out of that one. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good shout actually, because, I mean, not not to be disparaging of uh, lower league teams, but did you see the size of that number five? Oh yeah, <laughs> he was a tank. 
aye, you don't get that in the higher leagues. But um, yeah, I mean, you were right though. They were for fifteen minutes of this game, they were in the lead. So mm-hmm. yeah, fair play to them. It was. Uh, a, I don't think it was a classic for a uh, game, but I think the Clyde maybe was a slightly better team for what I seen in the highlights. Mm. Uh, it was it's going to replay back to Broadwood, so it's not a chance. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I two of the three uh, ties went to replays tomorrow night, so um, we're going mm-hmm. this Monday night. So, um, so yeah, Air Clyde's the first one. Another one looked a, quite a decent game actually. Dunfermline Hamilton. Yeah, that looked as though it was going to be a shock as well. Um, Although I'm saying that, I actually thought Dunfermline might sneak it because um, Hamilton are just they're just a bit up and they were very inconsistent this season um, in the league, and Dunfermline have been decent at home in the league. But um, I think Dunfermline missed two or three golden opportunities at the start of the half. They take one of them, that's game finished. I, I, um, I, I tend to agree with that actually because I think uh, from what I've seen in the highlights, it was a case of Dunfermline really should have been more than one nil up, and as the game went on, that's when Hamilton kind of got back in. Yeah, and at the end, I think Hamilton were maybe a, a, a tad lucky not to go and win it. Yeah, they were. It was a good save in the last minute from um, Boy McKinnon's shot. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, but did you see the goal mouth then? The, and then the, leading the, up to the, the equaliser, the sandpit. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> dearie me. <laughs> well, it wasn't the greatest of surfaces. I must admit. It's funny. I mean, like, I, um, I hadn't even realised on film when we're back to playing grass again. Because I yeah, remember they were one of the few that they uh, were one of the first to go. Um, with the artificial surface, and that was about twelve years ago, maybe thirteen. Two thousand two thousand three to two thousand five, they had that surface. Yeah. Oh, did they rip it uh, up? Oh, okay. Oh, well, they, they were made. It, they were made at that point to rip up because the top flight said that it wasn't compulsory. It wasn't right for the top flight, oh, and right. it was only when it became when the two bodies merged that you no, know, they that that got relaxed again, which is why Hamilton and Kilmarnock have it in the top flight. But the obviously thought oh, we're just going to stick with grass. We bit hard done by yeah. with that then, because I thought that was, a, that was. I mean, people have a a bit of a, a stick at their bum when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. artificial pitches. I think at times, but I thought the first was always pretty good. Well, like I say that's 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 two thousand three to two thousand five. That's a good twelve years yeah. ago since it up to up. I th- I think to be fair, at that time it was one of the um, it was. It was quite a rough surface compared to what you get. Some of the artificial surfaces you get nowadays, you know, um, and I think that was the problem. Um, it was something new, and you know, a lot of people don't like change. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think most most people have moved on. Um, although you still get the old um, snob that says, "Oh, it must be. It can only be played in grass." And whilst yeah, it's better playing in grass, clubs have got to think of what's best for them, and rather than having umpteen cancellations, which cost the club an absolute fortune. Yeah, so, I mean, fair play. The, the, the question then becomes what would you rather see it played on? That sand pit that we had at Dunfermline or the replay which is going to be played ironically on an artificial surface at Hamilton Aggies? Mm-hmm. So I, I would rather see it played on, on some kind of decent surface than, than that sand pit and I'm sure we'll come on to it when we talk about Sunday's games as well the, mm-hmm. the state of the pitch. Um, but let's, let's wrap up the Saturday games first because the other game on Saturday was East Fife. Yeah, that was a cracker. St Mirren seem to have found form in cup competitions. They're involved in Challenge Cup this weekend, um, which could see them in a final and that yeah. progressed the last day of the Scottish Cup. Great for them. Um, but the Jack Ross were wondering... Why can't I do it in the league? Why? <laughs> exactly. I mean, they've won the same amount of games. They've won more games in the Scottish Cup than they have in the entire league campaign, and that's that's poor. But they're still you know, only I... like two wins in the, in the league, isn't it? 
That's it, yeah. Horrendous. I, I mean, they've won three Scottish Cup games. Yeah, it's, how is this even possible? It's like two different teams. I know. Yes. And it's not, it's not as if there's that many games left in the league. I mean, no, I think there's only something like 12 games left or something like that. They're running out of time. Um, I, I don't know if it's um, the pressure's relaxed when they're playing in the league. Yeah, sorry, when they're playing the cup and they can just go and express themselves, whereas the league, they know that right now they have to basically win every game because of the gap. Yeah, they're, they're, they've got 13 games remaining. They're seven points behind Air United, who's still in, in the playoff place. They're 11 behind Wraith Rovers. So they've got a lot of ground to make up. Obviously, Wraith Rovers have just changed their manager, bringing John Hughes in. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see what they do with him in charge. You'd imagine they're probably hoping they're going to stay up now. But uh, they're, they're teetering towards it. Having said that, I mean, it's quite... It looks like the the championship's already kind of decided what the three teams will be that are in the playoffs because we'll just move on to slightly bit Falkirk beat Dundee United at the weekend mm-hmm. uh, in the league and that's they're now six points behind Hibs having played a game more so it's looking like, like Hibs are going to finally get out of the championship uh, as champions which will leave Dundee United, Falkirk and Morton all in the playoff by whoever comes in the, the Premiership. Morton fourth place are a full nine points ahead of us haven't played a game less, so that's kind of looking like that. But at the other end, you've got um, Queen of South are 10 ahead of Air United, so that's looking like they're probably safe, but there's five, like, there's, there's five between Queen of South and Dunfermline, so you're looking at Dunfermline, Dumbarton, Wraith Rovers, and Air United all looking at that playoff place, without the fact that St Murn might catch them all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's run out of time for St Murn before it starts to get troublesome. But, um, I'm sure they're enjoying their cup, <laughs> their cup runs, but they're going to want to stay in that championship, surely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because if they were to go down, you know, you're talking about potential part-time football. Certainly they'll lose the best players that they've got at their club just now. The likes of Stephen Allen will not want to stay hanging around and um, some of the more senior players will want to look for a full-time wage somewhere. So it's going to be very difficult for them to attract players full-time in the third-tier Scottish football. I think the the unusual thing is that Stevie Mallon's hung around as long as he has because mm-hmm. of, of when they get relegated at the top flight, he was one of the ones that was talked about as maybe moving on. Now, yeah. Credit to him, he did stay at St but you can't. You're right, you can't see him steadily dropping all division. No, no chance. I think he'll be going um, at the end of the season, regardless of what happens. But especially if they go into um, League One. Um, so just I'll, we'll, I'll finish you off with the Saturday action just quick mention of the, the, the game we heard the charity about Dundee and Kilmarnock did Chris Boyd mean to knock that straight in the net or was he tight around the keeper <laughs> I've, not, I've not seen any um, not? I forgot oh. that Chris Boyd scored <laughs> yeah it's just been Scottish Cup so I've not done my homework tonight <laughs> uh, Stephen Thompson on sports scene last night was uh, was laughing at it as well because he thinks no chance did he mean that it was one of those ones where he knocked it in the keeper and he wasn't catching it he was just lucky it rolled into the net <laughs> oh dear me I'll need to have a look at that but Kilmarnock are doing okay now um, they're top you know, six they're top six I couldn't believe that at the start of the year I was thinking they're going, going to end up in the playoffs well they still could that's the thing <laughs> yeah, it's like sixth down to 11th is like four points I mean we'll change our mind every week until the top six and bottom six is, start, is uh, completed yeah uh, I know we've got um, Aberdeen Motherwell that's getting played again tomorrow so um that's, Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Ah, it's yeah. not. It's tomorrow. Right, it's going to play this bad week anyway. So uh-huh. that could just, I mean, if Muller will take anything from that at all, then they would move back up in the sixth. Yeah, well, hopefully that's not the case. And we get three points to extend our lead over Rangers to to three points because it's just goal difference, goal, at, the goal difference at the moment. Goal difference at the moment, yeah. 
and you would, you would cut yeah. Celtic's lead to 24. Aye, just the uh, eight with... wins of a difference in the whatever the goal difference is. I've worked it out. Celtic need 19 points to be uncatchable, and it's effectively 18 because of the goal difference. Oh, so we, we need the less than you just need to catch us. So you just need six wins effectively to win yeah, the title. exactly. That's, that's, that's how close it is already. Jesus. It's, it's just it's a phenomenal season. It's, I keep waiting for it to, to come unstuck somewhere along the line, but it's kind of... You start questioning, well, who's going to be able to do it? Because like, like the St. Johnson game last week, for instance, was a, a perfect example of what might happen to Celtic. It was kind of 2-1 down, we better luck with the referee right enough. Um, but it was... Even then, Celtic were rolling back. Yeah, the, the turning point of the game was probably Dembele coming off the bench. Yeah, if your fi- if your final um, if your first defeat comes after split again up at Petorje, that would be okay. <laughs> well, then we're both happy. <laughs> yeah, you, you remember what happened the last time Celtic were an unbeaten record? That kind of this That's way. right. Take your Aye. pick because there was a game uh, under Le- when Lennon was in charge, and was it 2014? We were unbeaten, yeah. and uh, we were even had the was that the same Johnny. season we we didn't have we had what. Fraser Foster was on this unbeaten run. Yeah, it was that. It was that game that ended it. Two records yeah. ended in one night. John Hayes, um, and John Hayes scored an absolute uh, peach. Well, if you if you're going if you're going to lose your clean sheet record, that's the kind of goal that does it. You don't want some rubbishy trickler <laughs> into the net. So no, exactly. Cool. But that's not the only time they've done it because it was a, the, the 2003-04 season. Celtic yeah, that was a actually, seventy-seven game yeah. run or something. Yeah, Celtic clinched the title at Kilmarnock the week the weekend before, then played Aberdeen and Madrid and lost two one. Hi, and it was a poor Aberdeen so it made five changes to its defence because it with so many injuries and yeah, still aye, one. Yeah. Under Steve Patterson. Aye, it was it was a, a ridiculous kind of game. It was one of those I mean I was there that night, but um the the really galling thing about that is as far as I'm concerned, we won the league without losing because the title had already been clinched. But nobody ever remembers that because it's exactly the same season that Down South Arsenal did go the 38 unbeaten. That's the Invincibles. Right. So, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it's the same achievement because we just stopped. Who's <laughs> <laughs> won? Don't care anymore. Yeah. That's not how the record nah, books work, though, Chris. Not, but not, nice try. Not. It's worth a go, though. Anyway, back to the Scottish Cup because there was two games on Sunday. First up was the Edinburgh Derby. I've seen that again? about half an hour of this game and I thought it was actually quite exciting without having too much quality. Now, I heard on the radio afterwards they were moaning about how rubbish it was. Um, sports team was moaning about how rubbish it was. I've seen people on Twitter moaning about how rubbish it was, people that were there. Was it really that bad? Do you think your opinion is based on what you saw on the pitch or because of the ex- the... The atmosphere generated by the fans because it's a derby game, Tynecastle, Full House, Cup tie. Everything was just made for a great atmosphere. And I mean, I always saw the highlights in sports scene, and to be honest, there wasn't a lot of really clear cut opportunities to talk about. Um, but maybe that atmosphere's affecting your opinion, I don't know. Possibly. I mean, the, the first couple of minutes, certainly, there was a couple, there was an early corner for Hibs. Uh, there was that chance for uh, Gonsalves, who he had it to the keeper, but it was it was not a chance. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of end-to-end stuff, so I think that was kind of what probably set my tone, of this is actually quite exciting. Um, may, I, I think I'm also coming at it from a different angle, because I tend to think Edmund Darby's are rubbish. <laughs> Do 
<laughs> the, the, invariably, the invariably tend to be built up into this great, oh, it's a, a terrific rivalry. And, uh, but the, anything we sit and watch, one of them, they're just rotting to watch because nothing happens. So when I had sat down to watch like, the first half of that game and the first thing I got was end stuff, I thought, oh, actually, this is quite exciting. So I was kind of buzzing for it. But mm-hmm. I, I, I would agree there wasn't too much in the way of quality. And I think, going back to the earlier conversation, the pitch was rotten. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that it, certainly didn't help. But I mean, fair play to Castro and Lennon. Neither of them were working, so they will go again. But if the road pitch is a lot better, yeah, hopefully that will be um, a better game. I mean, it's just it's funny you're talking about um, you're you've not been enthralled by Edinburgh. So I'm quite the opposite. I've actually found Edinburgh games really entertaining, really good quality at times. Um, and there was actually a period where I thought the Edinburgh Derby was actually a better game than the Ulfram because the Ulfram. So went through dross for a good bit. It's like any other game, you know. Um, sometimes the excitement and the the, the sense of occasion just gets too much to the players, and they don't produce um, the same entertainment as what's expected. It's a wee bit overhyped, but hopefully the replay will be a good game because I mean there's certainly a lot at stake for both sets of clubs. Yeah, Although um... I would say there's more there's more pressure on Hearts for this one because Hibs are going to romp to get the, the one thing that they need this season, which is promotion. Whereas for Hearts, this could effectively end their season. Um, I'm not even sure about that, because I still think the, I mean, the, the, they were a wee bit adrift in the second and third places in the Premiership, but they've kind of closed mm-hmm. up in that wee bit. Um, they, they certainly seem to have a bit of form, at least until the weekend under, under Cathro. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can put a decent run of wins together, then they might make that race for a European spot in the, the league pretty interesting so yeah. I don't think it would be a disaster if they lost to Hibs other than the obvious they've lost to Hibs <laughs> and that's just a disaster if you're a rivalry anyway um, yeah. but I, I mean there was somebody suggesting I think it was Pat Nevin on Saturday night was saying there was no pressure on Hibs because obviously they won the cup last season and like, mm-hmm. don't talk nonsense it's an Edinburgh derby of course there's <laughs> pressure on them there's pressure on both teams there's always pressure you never want to lose to your rival of course, I mean I'm not I'm not a Pat Nevin fan at all, but I no, can sort of see I can sort of see where he was coming from in that opinion. But um, no, because for, perhaps they got the monkey off the back with the the cup win last season, yeah. and their primary objective is promotion. Um, so for them, if they didn't win the cup this year, if they went out, I don't think it would have meant too much. It wouldn't have affected their season. Whereas for Hearts, okay, they might still finish third or even second in the league this season but they're desperate for a cup run because Robbie Nielsen get criticised for not giving them a cup run um, yeah, and if they were to go out to Hibs again that would just be we can't take this much longer yeah I mean they, they, they won it in 2012 obviously uh, they, they've mentioned that occasionally um, but since they've done that it's like two of the last eight Scottish Cup ties or something have just have, yeah. have won that's, that's not so we'll obviously be hoping to improve on that um, yeah. they've had um, some tough draws to be fair in that time oh yeah they kept getting sailed back. even still <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, they've obviously had Hibs more than once as well because Hibs beat them in the way to winning it last season um, but I think if, if you're Hibs if you're going to lose uh, the title holders of the Scottish Cup you don't want it to be Hibs anybody but that's Hibs. true so I'd imagine about the, the that's it should be a good game and I hope somebody's picked it up for Terry. Um it used to be the case that replays got picked up by Sky. They haven't really mm-hmm. been doing that the last few seasons. Um I don't know how that's gonna work next midweek, I think it's the twenty second. 
Yeah, I think a lot of that is to do with the Champions League games because the Champions League yeah. starts back up next week. So, is that back next week? Um, so there's no chance of this game getting shown then? Yeah, do you know, I think they make some of these rounds up as they go along with the Champions League because FA Cup replays have been getting shown at the same time yeah, the as Champions League nights. The difference is the UEFA fine you every time you do it. So England can afford yeah. to get fined and we can't. That's the problem. So no, oh, the, right. the Edinburgh Derby is going to be video only, which is real mm-hmm. shame because... If if it's a better pitch, then you might get a better game. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to it's going to go to the end. Somebody has to win it. At Easter Road, so. Yeah. We'll just need to get um. Yeah, we'll just get need to get Hamish to um take his phone and video it for us live on WhatsApp chat. See, what we really need is a, a wee in by Laurie because uh, I'm sure Hearts TV will be covering it. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> probably good. not to UK broadcasters. Yeah. Uh, there'll so. be there'll be a um stream somewhere but I'm not going to promote that no we don't we don't endorse such things on this podcast no absolutely not <laughs> but uh, worry if you can do us a favour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, um, that's was... that's the third replay so then there's a final game of the weekend which um, was a small matter because um, certain events had taken over the, the, the headlines all weekend uh, as uh, Rangers were facing Morton they had a the, not the ideal preparation for it shall we say no, um, I mean, I, I'm still trying to get my head around why at nine o'clock on a Friday night would you put a press release saying your manager's gone um, two, less than two days before a cup tie, and especially when that same manager gave a press conference earlier in the day. I don't think anyone's really surprised that it's happened, that Morbin's gone, but it's more how it's been done, um, and you can read my thoughts on it on SFF forums um, and on Twitter but um, I just find the whole thing an absolute PR disaster and you know as yeah. well as putting um, Warburton's um, contract in the shredder they should do the same to um, level 5 PR in Jim Trainer. <laughs> yes absolutely um, I oh. think the, the odd thing is they, they, they seem to be trying to manage this because it seems like Warburton and Weir and the other guy whose name I can't remember right now. McParland. McParland, yeah. They they seem to have tendered their resignations on Monday, is the suggestion by Rangers. Yeah. Uh, something to do with they thought they were getting an Nottingham Forest job, which they didn't get, so that's now been turned around. Um, so it's it seems that the, the re, there's, there's some suggestion that the resignation was put in and wasn't accepted, but was then later accepted in the week, so about maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. But again, that comes back to your, okay, so let's accept that's what happened. Why did they do a press conference on Friday? Why was the manager's notes still in the programme for the game on Sunday when they were printed on Friday? Somebody yeah. should somebody should have been stopping this kind of stuff and been a bit more professional. So there's a lot of questions around this. Uh, I don't think we're going to hear the end yet. I think the likes of Warburton and Weir and Parliament are going to be looking for compensation because as far as they're concerned, they haven't resigned. They've just Their contracts have been terminated. So breach of contract and uh, this could be quite costly for Rangers going forward Yeah it's going to be very very messy um, and Rangers are struggling for money as it is yeah. um, you know despite the fact that all their cup ties are guaranteed to be in telly but that's another issue um, well, there, there, there was the other <laughs> statement for, for Dave King coming out and saying that the, the 30 million that he promised to spend 18 So mm-hmm. I, I think if I was a Rangers fan I'd be asking well, where did you spend the 18 million quid because I've certainly not seen any of it the the yeah. stadium doesn't seem to be any better than it was before, along the hung some barrels or not. Um, the 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 
the team on the pitch have obviously cost a wee bit of money because the likes of uh, like Gardner and stuff have cost uh, seven figures and things like that. But um, there's did they just give it to Joey Barton? <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems pretty bizarre. Um, so I mean, as a Celtic fan, I'm looking at it and going, "You spent eighteen million and you're still miles behind us." Excellent. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I mean, there's it, a lot going on at Rangers at the moment that still seems a bit of a mess. I will. I, I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say a lot of it is probably from previous regimes. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have the ongoing issues with the likes of Sports Direct. They obviously have ongoing issues with uh, the BBC, which I don't think is costing them any money, but it's certainly not helping Scottish football any. But the fact the BBC don't actually get to go to Ibrox, so you miss mm-hmm. out on things like if like there was no um, post-match interviews with uh, Murray after the, the game and. Uh, Jim Duffy and the uh, Martin when mm-hmm. Celtic and Aberdeen and Hearts and that went there in December and November there wasn't any post-match interviews for us to listen to as fans all because yeah. the, the BBC have fallen out with them so I'm I'm surprised the league hasn't stepped in by now uh, to try and resolve that because that's impacting their product but that's a conversation for another time I think um, as far as uh, well obviously that all happened on Friday night so I mean, there was there was talk. There was even bizarre talk about Warburton might take training on the Saturday because the the, the league <laughs> managers association had advised him to do so. Uh, I don't think he did, fortunately. Um, no, it could have been even. That, could have that, been would, more that would have been bizarre. That would have been bizarre. I mean, I remember um, the year that Gretna came up and Ron Alexander turned up. Um, yeah. Um, for their game, still acting, still saying I'm the manager of Gretna, even though he hadn't taken a training session since the March, you know, well before they got promoted, obviously, and yeah. they just sm- sm- um, had that kind of scenario written all over it. But it's just an, it's just an absolute PR disaster, and you know, for Mark Warburton, um, you know, I don't think the best thing for him to do was tell um, Chris McLaughlin. No, I've, I know nothing about this. I haven't resigned. Is that just going to... That might have implications for him in a legal battle. He maybe should have kept things quiet, but I don't know. Yeah, um, if, if the Rangers story is that they resigned looking for the Nottingham Forest job, then maybe what he said there is, is, is um, slightly at odds with the truth, shall we say, alternative yeah. facts. <laughs> is that fake news? What do we call it this year? Donches. <laughs> <laughs> a lie? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not privy to anything. I'm like, certainly not in the know. But um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, we haven't heard the end of this. Uh, obviously, Rangers will now be looking for a replacement. There's some suggestion they may get a temporary replacement, kind of end of the season kind of thing. Or they try and organise something more at the end of the season. This is the second time they'll have done that, though, because they obviously did that with Short McCall. Uh, when McCoyce was was putting garden leaf, so um, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just another chapter in the, the ongoing saga at Ibrox. Yeah, the, I mean the garden must be getting pretty big around Edmondson Drive. Um, <laughs> you know, um, the, with the McCoyce and McDowell and then um, Warburton. But I, I mean, all joke, all joke can I say? I mean, candidates that they're, they're looking for the this. I don't know why this comes up every time. A club job, no matter who it is, whether it's Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, whatever, it, the first names I like, it needs to be a whatever club job. So in this case, it's it's got to be a Rangers man. Yeah. It needs to be the right man. That's the man. But I mean, there are 
And some of these that we've learned about. McLeish is probably the favourite because he's at um, he's at a job. He will cost um, any compensation. I think McLeish um, is also the favourite because he was doing the draw at the weekend and happened to be at Ibrox. <laughs> so I think that probably yeah. helped. But they made McInnes favourite on Saturday night because he didn't do any post match interviews. But McInnes just probably thought I can't be bothered listening to this speculation. Yeah, um, my, my understanding no. was McInnes decided not to do it because he couldn't be bothered answering that question. Yeah, exactly. And plus, if Rangers wanted McInnes, they need to pay out the rest of his two-year contract he's got left at Aberdeen. Yeah. So, and Rangers don't have the money to do that. No. Which makes me, a lot. <laughs> which would make you think the idea is that they're going for somebody to the end of the season because by the end of the season they'll be able to get somebody they want as opposed yeah. to uh, whatever they're trying to, whatever, trying to get somebody uh, now. Yeah, Billy Davis has been linked with it. I don't get that, um, why he's constantly linked with big jobs when he's not done a lot to... Justify it. Uh, yeah, he nearly got Forrest up. He got Derby up once and then he gets sacked because they were they were terrible. Um but he's not done anything at all and he's been out of the game for a good two three years when is it he last gets sacked by Forrest? Is it as long as I? I think so. I'd need to Google that mind you. Yeah. Right, um, I'm not I'm not exactly Billy Davis is up to these days, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I don't think um, Rangers could even afford the compensation to take um, our director of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) away from us. Do you think Craig would take a job? (laughs) I think he'd need. I think he'd find it very difficult. Um, I think he'd need to have a condition that um, that Jim Trainer gets sacked before he even takes that job. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say condition that Kenny Miller gets. Oh no, Kenny Miller will be his number two. (laughs) Oh, that that'll be ironed in. That's that's uh, maybe I'll take it then. That's that's yeah. close to vert, mate. So, um, we'll, we'll have to get uh, Craig's hot take on that one, and we'll tweet him after the, the podcast and see what he thinks. If he's going to deny it, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the other name I've seen linked is Frank De Boer. Now, obviously, Frank De Boer's a former player. Mm-hmm. Um, whether there's any truth in that, I don't know. I think it's I read something on, on BBC website that Frank De Boer would make them wait. So again, that might feed into the whole might get somebody later than the line. I think Frank De Boer will have a Premier League job lined up. He was he was supposed to be going to the Premier League before he took the Inter Milan job. I think Frank De Boer, no, no disrespect to the Angels, but this is a position we're in just now. Um, I think Frank De Boer, learning some of that is going to be very difficult for Rangers for the money that's there. You know, Rangers just don't have the money just now and they can't afford to do to go down the same route that they did before because it will just end up in tears. Uh, it nearly ended up in tears for them during the game, uh, we should say, we go back to the, the actual game, um, because in the first sort of 10 minutes of the game they found themselves 1-0 down, now, <laughs> cracking volley by Tinsel, I must admit, that's a uh, fair point to him, I uh, had a bit of a, an, an interest in that myself, because it was Nesbitt that set him up on one for Celtic, um, unfortunately Nesbitt has later on in the game that he put over the bar, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, he's not the only one on one for Celtic actually, because uh, Luke Donnelly, Right at the end of the game was the one that blazed it over an empty net. Yeah. She really should, I mean, Morton had their chances in this game. It was. Uh... They, they definitely did. They were very unlucky not to get a replay, but the chance that Nesbitt had at 1 1, you know, if he scores that, I think Rangers are going to struggle to get back in the game. But it gave them the lift because for a good 10 15 minutes, Rangers went back on top and then obviously they mm-hmm. culminated in the goal for Wagon. Um, but uh, they, did, they did what they had to do, Rangers. I mean, that's been the pattern of... Uh, that's why they're as high as they're in the league just now, because they've managed to somehow grind out wins. Now, is that because they've had that will to win that's been instilled in them? Or is part of that because other teams have not had the belief or not taken the chances that they've had in the game? 
maybe I'm doing Rangers a wee bit of discredit because um, um, you know you, you still need to be decent enough to get through the games, and they found that well to win with a to, but they are not convincing side at all. And um, but they did enough; they're they're through to their customary home tie. So happy <laughs> yeah. days. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, fair play to Miller. He, he took the equaliser. Well, it, it was another deflection, but um, he was there to, to fire it in. He seems to be there quite a lot for Rangers at the moment. And like you say, Wycorn was the one that got the, the equaliser. Mm-hmm. All right, it was a two-inch tap-in, pretty much, after the work had been done down mm-hmm. the wing. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Rangers were probably easily the better team in this game. But mm-hmm. they were still had enough mistakes at the back, which were giving Morton the chance, especially that one late on, which uh, Donnelly <laughs> fired over the bar. So I think the likes of Nesbitt and Donnelly will be... A bit disappointed, especially given who their parent club was. Yeah, yeah, that might affect Rogers' decision with what to do with them at the end of the season. Um, but then, how old are they? Nineteen. Oh, they're still young. Uh, but yeah, even younger than that. But um... yeah, I mean, they'll they'll learn from the experience of you know being at a team like Morton and having them up at the top end because they're well and truly punched above the weight and they're there on merit. Yeah, I mean that's um, the thing. I mean they could be part of the the, the playoff. Uh, mm-hmm. Set up in the that, that, which could see Morton. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, find, I think Morton are in a, a really good shout in that playoffs actually. Um, Queen of the South, they've kind of gone under the radar a bit, but Morton's, Morton's a team that have kind of stuck out because this was Morton's what, second uh, decent cup run because mm-hmm. Aberdeen beat them in the, the semi final of the League Cup back in yes. uh, October. So Morton have had a really good season, and if they could culminate that with some playoff success, then imagine Morton in the top flight. Can you imagine Morton in the top flight and St. Burring getting relegated in the same season? <laughs> that would that would be unbelievable because um, it took Morton long enough to beat St Martin. I know that's that. I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago it was St Martin that were in the top flight. And Morton were in what, League Two, oh, no League One, sorry. Yeah. Just, just after they knocked us at the League Cup. So, <laughs> yeah, so but I good luck. I mean, Jim Jim Duffy's done a tremendous job. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a, a steady manager in most clubs that he's been. At. I still think he was harshly sacked by Dundee after seeing them through administration all these years ago. But that's another issue. But um, yeah, I think if it wasn't for Brendan Rodgers, he'd be a contender for um, manager of the year this year. Um, he's done a tremendous job, so no, good luck to Martin for the rest of the season. So, what you say, um, Rangers get their... Well, I can't really criticise really them for this, because everybody got their customary home tie in this round. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> I mean, I, I, should Hearts beat Hibs in the playoff, in, in the, not the playoff, the replay, <laughs> then the top four in the Premiership are all at home in the quarter-final? I know, we can't gamble too much this time, to be fair. I mean, we get the time... Well, when I say we get the time we wanted, the time we wanted was a home tie, first and foremost. We probably get the hardest tie out of the four. Yeah, because um, yeah, even if Hamilton get past Dunfermline, then uh, mm-hmm. it's an old Premiership tie with Rangers. But you, you fancy Thistle are a wee bit more difficult than Hamilton. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would agree with that, I think. Um, well, Hamilton have drew at Ibrox already, so I think there's there's that going for that game. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I will be very surprised, regardless of what happens in the, the Edinburgh derby, that it doesn't become four home wins in the quarter final. Yeah, me me neither. I think it's it's almost set up without put jinxing any of the the teams in there. But um, you know, fully expecting. Um, I certainly expect my team to win, although I do appreciate Partick have given us good games this season in the league. Um, they might think they're due a bit of luck against us that might come in the cup, but I think we'll, I think the way we're playing just now um, and the form we've picked up together, I think we'll we'll do enough. And I can't see anything but home wins in the other three ties, I think. 
certainly Celtic will steamroll St Mirren as well as St Mirren have done in the Cup this season I think Celtic will be far too strong obviously yeah uh, well, um, even I mean imagine even if Hibs beat Hearts in the, the replay that they've already had enough to beat Air United in the league this season and Clyde mm-hmm. are in the league too so you would imagine it'll be yeah I'd like to see Clyde get through that not not just because um, no Clyde were a local team um, for me for a while when um, I lived not far from uh, coming out but you know they've been part time for a good while now you know they, they've went through the doldrums of going down to the third the fourth tier and you know, for them to get a wee bit of financial boost to getting through it, playing Hibs or Hearts and a good crowd, um, then that will that would be good for them. The, the Clyde are always the one I've referenced when people say, why didn't you support your mm-hmm. So Because I used to love it that way myself, and technically my local team was Falkirk until Clyde moved, and then Clyde became yeah. a local team, so should I have switched? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think mine's is Albion Rovers at um, one point before Clyde moved to Airdrie. I was the other side. I was. I, I, I think it got even more complex because if Clyde hadn't moved, Falkirk moved to the other side of Falkirk, which was away from me. So yeah, I think Stenish Muir and East Stirling would have been closer. <laughs> and that, see that, that, that local team stuff, kind of. You support you support. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll uh, look forward to the Scottish Cup. Ties have been played on the fourth and fifth of March. Um, because it's can't be a big jinx next time. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll get a ticket. It'll be on, it'll be on TV, and there won't be as many people going. So I'm sure yeah. you'll get a seat. I mean, you're, you're you're saying about TV, you know you know exactly what's going to happen with these games. It's going to be a case of, um, well, three of them are going to be live. Yeah, three of them are going to be so, live. So somebody's going to miss out. It's probably going to be the the, the least light, interesting game, which will be the Hearts or Hibs versus Air United or Clyde, which means you'll yeah. get Celtic at home, Rangers at home, and Aberdeen at home. So all they'll do is they'll take Celtic one day, Rangers another. Which, yeah. given it's been Saturday for one game and Sunday for two games, means Aberdeen party to us on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I, I came up with that theory as well. So great minds think alike. Oh. See, you he, heard it here first. I don't yeah. think they picked the games yet, have they? About what, sorry? I, I think the, the, the only question of this is where's BBC going to go? In fact, BBC will probably just take Celtic some money because BBC think, won't pick Rangers. Yeah, well, I think. Does Sky? I can't remember if Sky get the first two picks and then the BBC. I so don't, I'm not entirely sure that... how it works. Well, that'd be interesting. What if Sky decided to pick Celtic and Aberdeen, and that would leave BBC with saying, "Well, we either go Hearts, the Hearts or Hibs, whoever wins that, or we have to break our ban at Ibrox." That's that'd be interesting. It's not going to happen because Sky will go Celtic Rangers because that's yeah. what Sky do. I think I think um, Aberdeen will be in the BBC. I'll be surprised if it's yeah. not Celtic and both um, and Rangers both Sky games and Aberdeen and BBC. But we'll wait and see. Um, I think I'm, I'm I'm confident that'll be the three ties. I think if it had been Clyde or Air at home at Hearts and Hibs, that yeah. might have been shown. Yeah, but... I think if it'd been a way tie for one of the tricky ones, they went mm-hmm. for it. But no, since everybody's at home, uh, Aberdeen part of this. No, yeah, not not so. Clyde in any way, but it's a top flight, all, all top flight game. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Um, let's go back on to league duty this weekend. Uh, we've already mentioned Aberdeen Motherwell as the Wednesday night, as you say. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, uh, we have four games on Saturday uh, and two on Sunday. So, start off with the Saturday games at hosting Motherwell. We seem to have a lot of home games recently. Yeah, and I think it'll be a 
it's not even. I think um, it's what scored I pick here. I think I think Celtic win two 0 um, I think you're playing really well. I think Muller might try and make it stuffy. Um, I mean they've played okay at Parkhead the last um, well the last time they played them they ran them quite close, but I think Celtic was too strong. Two 0 they were better in the, the the more recent home game, but the mm-hmm. the home game in the league cup was, was a five 0 or something. That's right. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say three 0 Dembele hat trick, <laughs> just because. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not even worth touching them. The charity bet one to ten. No, no. The Celtic will just not be worth touching the charity bet at any point, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you fancy jinxing them. So we're not fighting this week. <laughs> Give it to, you give it to Joyce back in the podcast for that one. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on, Hearts versus Inverness. Um, I can't see anything other than a home victory. Inverness um, were, I know it was Celtic, but they were dreadful, and they were dreadful against uh, Hamilton, um, the previous away game to that. Hearts are playing better. I think Hearts will win 3-0. Um, yeah, I can't really see as well. Uh, whether it'll be 3-0, 2-0 maybe. Mm-hmm. Some more yeah. I'll, I'll go 2 0, but yeah, I am um, again 8 to 13 hearts, save a draw, 4 to 1 in Berlin. Can't really see another one. <laughs> uh, next up then is Partick Thistle versus Hamilton. Earlier on the season, I made a prediction that this would be a Desmond, given the fact that both, even though that both teams were struggling for goals at the time, um, that was the score that came in. It's a similar scenario again. I'm going to go with the same 2-2. I like that theory. I'll go to it as well. I've got nothing in this game, so yeah, what's now not? Uh, it's 4-5 for the Partick Thistle win, 15-4 for Hamilton, and 13-5 the draw. We're both saying draw in that one. That might be worth a wee maybe, charity bit. Maybe a both not, teams to score. We'll a see. both teams to score might be worth it. Uh, the final game on Saturday is Ross County versus St. Johnson. Um, I think... Ross Kent will edge this 1-0. I think it'll be a tight affair. Yeah, I fancy, I fancy Ross County and Dingle. Um, maybe 2-1 Ross County. Uh, it's 2-1 Ross County to win. Mm. Interesting. 23-10 uh, to 10 to draw, 64 St. Johnson. So moving on to the Sunday games, we have Kilmarnock versus Aberdeen at 1 o'clock. Well, here's a stat that Mike jinxes. Aberdeen have won the last 11 games against Kilmarnock. Um... And I think we'll just do enough. Although come on, we've been playing better recently. I think we'll win two one. Uh, I fancy Aberdeen win this um, Yeah, but just remember um, the first rule of the podcast: the uh, charity bet is never take Aberdeen. So we can't <laughs> take them. They're eight to fifteen. They're not worth breaking. To be honest, in this game, yeah. uh, it's eleven to two. Come on, to win thirty three to ten. Uh, the final game of the weekend, quarter past three, kick off is Dundee versus Rangers. It's a potential tough one for Rangers, but I think because Dundee are struggling themselves, I think Rangers will do enough. I'm going to go 1-0. In fact, no, it's 2-1 Rangers will lose a goal. Oh, yeah, I, I fancy Rangers to lose goals, but um, yeah, it will be. I think it was 2-1 it was up there last time they, they, mm-hmm. they met up in Dens Park, so I would probably say that's um, that 22-5 for Dundee, if you fancy that. 3-1 to draw, 13-20 Rangers. I think both of these games are on Sky Sports. Yes, they are. Yeah, because it's, it's FA Cup weekend in England. Ah, that's why Sky Sports are. Um, yeah. Ah, well, that's, that's that's the games that are on. Um, I like Ross County for the bet. I think we both took them. They're a good dodge. 
What was your other one? We said Hamilton Party Thistle beating up the two bad. Yeah, what's, what's the odds on that? Um, both teams to score 19 to 20. I think we go with that. The, the Thistle Hamilton one I'll agree with. Yeah, I think, I think we're both saying we should score as well. So I think I know a draw might be maybe changing a lot with a bit, to be honest. That just sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. So if we take that in Ross County, what does that mm-hmm. give us an odds? I'm not good at calculating these. No, um, no, I was hoping the bookie website would work a bit quicker than this, and it has it already, but um, I've been stuck on to bring it up, which is unfortunate. Both teams to score. Right, so if we just took the double, £10 on that would pay out 58 Really? I think that's worth going, yep. I'll, I'll go with that, um, and we just need a first goal scorer now. Right, a first goal scorer, my knowledge of the lower walls down badly. Shane Sutherland came up for us a couple of weeks ago and Elgin have a home game. That might be a shout. Mm, they're at home to Clyde. Oh. <laughs> but then I think but then I think Clyde might have a lot taken out of them tomorrow night in their part time team. Well, sorry, Elgin mind you, but Elgin don't have the midweek game. Yeah. And Elgin are a good home side. That's my theory. Possibly. But I'm happy to go with someone else. I'm trying to think what else there is. Well, I haven't away to Airdrie, so I don't know what it Um I was there at Race Rovers, but they're kind of small over a park. Stands out there either. Uh, I'm happy to go with your shoot and change the lot, boss. You're right about, uh, you're right about Clyde, you're about the fact that yeah. you're a midweek game. Might... Let's go, Shane Sutherland. Yeah. We might as well give our weekly shout out to Bookie, make Bookie, because um, they do good good deals for us, even though we're pretty shit at this. Um, good on it, Bookie. have been really generous to us in the last few seasons. This season, they yeah. can put their feet up because we've been horrendous at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll give you a free bet. You can have 19 free bets because you're rotten. That's what I should say. This. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, are, they are good guys. I mean, I, I don't bet much myself um, with my own money, but I, uh, mm-hmm. I practice what I preach when it comes to the bookies. So. Yeah. I think that's us for the night, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, that's, uh, that's been good. Thanks for coming on, John. No problem, Chris. Um, good to um, speak to you again. It's been... I, mean, yeah. I, I, I might be starting to make a habit of this. I've been to football, I've been hosting the podcast. It's quite the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're reclaiming some of your life back? Uh, I'll probably get a shock about three o'clock in the morning. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Such as <a> <laughs> Yeah, you got to love it. Ah, uh, see, th- th- there are benefits to having kids as well, but uh, when they're not, oh, they are a lot of on, no? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good, they're good fun. Uh, no, they're there, really. Yeah. Well, you have a nice um, Valentine's evening with your, your family. Oh, I'm sure I will, and uh, you, you too as well. Aye, uh, thanks so much. And, uh, happy Valentine's Day to anybody that's listening, unless you're listening after that. Which... And, if you, <laughs> and if you don't care about Valentine's Day, then... Hope we've had some nice football to watch. Yeah. Get, no get yourself a look at one of the place. There's two games tomorrow. Absolutely. Bradford won't be that full, surely. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and double their attendance. Just me and you turning up. <laughs> <laughs> All I can. I'm on the Clyde tomorrow. Against uh, um, the other John's local team, so good luck uh, yeah, That's a point, yeah. To be honest, if I was going to one or two, Hamilton or Fairman. Aye. I think that's. We'll see how it goes. And... One of them will have to play Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck to all four teams involved. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm uh, inclined for the top flight. Yeah, one is on. So I need to say.
because uh, it could affect the gap at the top of the table. Yep. <laughs> right, we're just rambling now, so I'm going to wind this up. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, cheers. Right, cheers. Thanks, guys. <laughs>